They're making our food out of people. Next thing, they'll be breeding us like cattle for food. You gotta tell them. You gotta tell them. Promise, Tiger. I promise. I'll tell the exchange. You tell everybody. Listen to me, Hatcher. You gotta tell them. Silent breed is people. Record. Now we have started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, to welcome, State. welcome, Bhailo. We've got uh, Mr. Gunty here as well. Yeah, I'm. Welcome back. Hey, thanks, man. I was uh, on a long trip. I was welcome in the returns. Welcome returns. Yeah. My God, Anis Bazmi is welcome. <clears throat> Okay, so uh, I just saw Tenet. Did you guys see Tenet? Yes, yes, yeah, I saw yeah, yeah. my birthday. What do you guys think of it, Gunty? Oh, uh, spectacularly mediocre. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> wow. That's that's Elaborate, my please. words, exact words that you no. put in the print. Ah, uh, it is spectacular. <gasps> and then I then after watching it three times, mediocre. Uh, what do you think, Sajit? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I the thing is, I watched Tenet. in theater after like whatever 9 months so i was most of all excited to watch <laughs> yeah. it in a the theater in the first place yeah yeah me too <laughs> yeah so i didn't care actually how it was in the beginning i watched it twice actually mm-hmm. uh two days back to back on two different shows uh it was good like it's not as good as whatever nolan has made before to be honest let's be like fair about all of this yeah but there are like a lot of good it's actually a dumb smart movie so you know yeah it's not pretentious but it's good yeah yeah so i thought i didn't, it was, I didn't hate it also you didn't hate it no 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 okay because a lot of people are hating it right no yeah. i mean no people feel, are saying there's no hate to be had for that movie people are even saying like uh, this is the movie that made them hate nolan what made them yeah, hate that's nolan. because he's been like too intelligent with this film that's it yeah yeah that to even tarantino's uh, once upon a time was hated right even irishman was hated but i think the the extent to in this is little bit more especially on the internet i mean people are really and i think he came yeah. out with a bunch of interviews where he was championing the theater experience and you know crashing yeah. right 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 stuff and that made it worse i think yeah no 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 i think so uh, if you watch it anywhere else apart from theater you are not going to like it I yeah. can guarantee it to you. Yeah. Because where, the thing is, in theater, there are in the film there are like so many things that are happening hmm. that you like sort of like can't stop and think back actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's all about that present experience that you are having, like right at that moment. Yeah. And no sense of like you know thinking back at what oh what just happened right now. Yeah. And you're moving ahead. You're moving forward. Otherwise, you lo- lose a lot of details in it. Yeah. he and it is uh, and he said it's meant for repeated viewing which uh, which he shouldn't have said uh it's it's more of a he's designed it for a very nice theater also yeah 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 so i think like it it didn't feel so much like a nolan movie as much as it did some uh, mission impossible thing <laughs> where you know it's a bunch yeah. of set pieces and you know there's no there's no like you don't pay attention to the story at least there's no i'm not saying yeah. there's no story But at least, like mm. you, you're enjoying the set pieces a little bit more than the actual concept of it. Because I didn't keep up with the concept at all, and it was like every yeah. single mm. minute, so many things are thrown at you through exposition. I mean, there's yeah, one yeah. scene like towards the beginning. I mean, okay, the dimple kapadia scene is more or less fine, but then there's one table scene with Michael Caine, and I couldn't keep up with anything. It was just like every line it was something new. I was like, what, what, <laughs> what, what, what? Same, yeah, same, yeah. right, right, right. I, I agree and- with that. I think so. That's also more so because he does he doesn't write like really good dialogue. Also, mm-hmm. yeah. I think he made it very like slick dialogue, like you know, cool sounding. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Even like the whole poeticism of the cinematic nature of it sounds. You know, the dialogues sound very clunky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. What were you so, saying, Gunty? I don't know. Yeah, but isn't Bond the same? Like, do you? Yeah, Bond really is the thing care? that this resembles the most. I think. I was constantly yeah, thinking yeah. of Bond. He was right. going for Bond and more of uh, you know that globe trotting mission like Mission Impossible Bond. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. All right. these three guys like uh, what's his name? Kenneth Branagh, his wife, yeah. Dimple Kapadia, uh, Robert Pattinson. All of them are kind of like Bond villains in a sense. 
not yeah. Pattinson. Uh, others are kind of like the Bond villain type of character. I mean, they talk that way. I mean, Kenneth Branagh. I don't know how what he's doing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he actually went full in. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I don't. That whole. He felt little out of depth in this movie. I think uh, Nolan in general, like it felt like some set pieces were, you know, in that Mission Impossible, like the latest Mission Impossible style, kind of like force yeah. fit into the narrative. Like yeah. I didn't think it kind of flowed into it very seamlessly or anything. What was that that sailing scene, man? Like the race sailing scene. I don't even know what the point yeah, yeah, of yeah. that was. I don't know how it led up to that. It just happened. Yeah. <laughs> And you know one scene like it was so surprising there was one uh okay this is spoilers so i mean i don't okay. know if there's any spoilers I possible mean, yeah. for this. you can't spoil it <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's like just bunch of stuff happens that's the yeah. su- synopsis <laughs> and uh, he gets hypothermia <laughs> oh wow yeah. what does it do through the movie nothing it does <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so there's one scene where like he's fighting himself right so like this this corridor mm. door opens and then this guy comes in wearing a full mask like suspiciously even he has gloves and like all his skin tone is also covered except for like eyes like this and uh, uh, ma- the main guy John David Washington fights him and the first thing i thought is he's fighting himself right yeah and yeah. because mm. it's a, it's like Christopher Nolan movie like what else do you even yeah. expect at this point <laughs> and he played that for suspense like in the next scene like okay he removes his mask and robert pattinson sees it's like da- uh, uh, john david washington And I was like, I'm not surprised at this. Yeah, yeah. Me neither. Me neither. It would have been surprising if he was like Matt Damon, like Interstellar. It's <laughs> 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 like the first thing you expect is it's the same guy. Like I, I yeah. was thinking, like why would a Nolan like surprise you at that point? Like it seemed like very, yeah, it's obvious, yeah. no? You know that that is one reason why Dunkirk was his. I still feel his best movie. because you're not surprised by anything you're, you're he's not going to one up you in some way he's not trying to outsmart mm-hmm. you in some way he's just trying to give you a story which is as exciting as possible and as suspenseful and this has no suspense mm-hmm. this is like that oh he had a twin in uh, prestige <laughs> and it was played as if thought down like no that's not that's not really surprising he looks like him. what the hell yeah i mean like yeah. dunkirk i think he was like trying to pull back from that you know mind bending uh thing that he's known for and also yeah. mm-hmm. dead wives uh yeah. there's like just a plain narrative and then okay there are some concept you know with that time uh, running down with like that one week one day whatever yeah that was a brilliant concept and that's it it ended there it didn't they didn't try to again like oh wow we're going to do something new they're all <laughs> the same people i think i think what has happened is post i think interstellar like when he made dunkirk you know he made dunkirk actually only and only for that whole experience uh, kind of thing yeah and you know actually like yeah. the biggest criticism for te- uh, tenet and dunkirk has been like what there are like no characters like no central like even if there are like central characters you mm. don't you know sympathize with them yeah they have no like personality i mean this is like the yeah. opposite extreme in this it's like literally a guy named the protagonist yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly that's what i'm trying to say and he just went another level he's like you like your to he just he's just telling you he's just giving you so much in your face you don't have to care about these characters you're going only and only in for this experience yeah like he's literally telling you he's not even giving that character a name i mean what what else do you need to know about all of this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's i don't think there's you, a he, you know you're going to decide to watch this and laptop it's not going to be good. sorry yeah exactly oh no i missed your what you said uh, uh what do you say No, no. I was just saying that he he did uh, this film as like a, he like he mounted all of his techniques what he learned in Dunkirk and tried doing all of that here and like mounted it on a different scale. Employed all his you know um, his tropes, his all his conceptual science yeah. that he likes and like he made like a big budget action film. It was described in one of the reviews as like Bond on acid. I think yeah. that is that is pretty pretty much it. The pretty much the film you know. while you're on drugs you, you probably don't even care about the personality of those characters mm-hmm. i mean yeah what is the what is a better way to describe this yeah. i mean there were some scenes with like just ridiculous dialogue though i was just telling someone like asking someone <laughs> about the scene like the towards the end there like robert parenson is leaving and he's like i don't know what right. what is happening at this point but he's just leaving uh, the main guy and he's like going to on a leaving on a plane and then yeah. he says some a bunch of stuff like 
completely just like palindrome like uh, just random shit it's like uh, uh, see you in the past and then it's like past is present is back to the future blah blah, blah. i'm like what are you saying bro <laughs> i tell you i tell you like next level ridiculous yeah the yeah. easiest way to describe uh, tenet is like that its basic idea is uh, of terminator only like a future personality sends his past personality to help him but then the past personality is also sending to the future and then they meet in the middle and it crashes and a plane crashes into building done tenet every, you know you know i tell you around one car chase of yeah. all things like I, to choose from i tell you one from. thing i still don't understand that last sequence like i don't know who those people are fighting actually i know i know i don't understand anything like <laughs> one hour into it i think first... i was lost I I I phased out when they were all talking about that relationship between this guy like why she's I didn't understand why he's holding exactly. her Exactly that is that, that is the Michael Caine scene no like that's yeah, when he's yeah, explaining yeah. their relationship and he's like there's a painting and then uh, the guy is selling a fake Sh- painting or, to the girl Shator Yeah Shator 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 and that to through food he's talking through food Yeah 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 uh-huh. it's so casual like you know world war 3 world is ending <laughs> chill guys you know I, he he actually just purposefully put that uh, lady's character i forgot that forgot her character uh, like debeki name debeki debeki i think he just yeah. purposefully put that character just so that that uh, our lead protagonist has something to you know root for or like yeah, work yeah. hard for something yeah. i think there's no other purpose to that so i think he used all his things you know Uh, and put it in like in the cheapest dynamics possible you know yeah for that yeah. character yeah so, so i don't Actually, know that think about there is no interpersonal relationship in this movie nothing <laughs> there's just characters in their own tell i mean this is the most superficial ca- you know relationship that is built in this film like it was yeah. 100 times better in inception when that character had to you know yeah. uh, actually go back and see his kids Because oh, he had yeah. some personality, no? Like he, yeah. he can like relate somewhat. But this guy, it's like I don't right, know. Right. And he's kind of like monotone most of the time, also. I think that yeah, yeah. But I don't think so. He could have done some what he did whatever he could with that with that character. I don't know what he could have done. Yeah. Anything more? Even DiCaprio didn't even have a sense of humor in the whole movie in Inception. Now that I think of it, I mean, he still was more relatable. <laughs> he just did a lot of. I just squinted. I forgot this is audio. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, future video podcast. Yeah. Let's see. No, no, that's too expensive. La, la. No, no. Let's see audio. Nobody yeah. wants to see our faces. People yeah. only want to see Karthik's face. There's always a very bad disconnect between people's faces and their voices when we're listening to a podcast. Yeah, some people sound like older or younger, and yeah, or they'll be like, you know, that Karthik, doesn't suit Karthik you. Karthik like, sounds macho. What do I do with my voice? Ha uh-huh, ha what? Karthik? <laughs> Karthik sounds the most macho esque. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, yeah. It's because of Blue Yeti. Shout out to Oh. <laughs> sponsor our podcast. Yeah. Blue Yeti please sponsor. Also what is Anchor doing sponsoring its own podcast also? I want to ask. <laughs> I have no idea. So <laughs> that's the whole Spotify scheme right? They'll give you ads to tell you that hey we're going <laughs> to remove these But ads. But you're uploading <laughs> you're on Anchor on right? Like you're uploading yeah, yeah. on Anchor, right? It's like if you put YouTube video and in the beginning YouTube ad comes, <laughs> like doesn't make any sense. <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Don't you get YouTube ads or like Google ads? Google, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, but come back. So, okay. Yeah, anyways, like so, uh, so we're talking about sci-fi movies. Yeah. So just Strong, just three like, sci-fi movies that we all like, I guess, or uh, okay. yeah, yeah, just three we've picked in random. Uh, these aren't like you know top sci-fi movies of all time or anything. Just no, 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 no. Yeah, not these are not at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'll go first. I don't think Time Bandit is the all-time best best sci-fi movie, but it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It is a start. <laughs> uh, cool. So, what is your first pick? Yeah. Uh, okay, my first pick is actually uh, High Life. This is uh, a Robert Pattinson movie. It's. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's uh, Claire Denis uh, who Claire Denis, uh, directed, yeah. and uh, she's known for these very, uh, you know, like uh, 
if you've seen any of her movies. I saw like two of her movies before this and I'd heard she's very like, you know, high concept and some, uh, like I saw the one that she was uh, nominated for an Oscar for was uh, Let the Sunshine In. And uh, yeah, then yeah. I went back and I realized I've seen Shokala because it used to come in UTV world movies. She uh, made that? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not the Shokala that you're thinking of. This is not yeah, the yeah, Johnny yeah. Depp Shokala. I thought so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is another Shokala. But uh, it was a very slow, pretty nice movie. A very like slice of life. Loved it actually. Um, yeah, and Laddis uh, Sunshine is really a terrific movie. So, uh, High Life is a very high, co- it's not very high concept. Uh, almost all the high concept stuff is in the background, which is great. And this is the kind mm-hmm. of sci-fi movie that I like, where it's more about the characters than the concept itself, which is the reverse that Tenet did, but let's not get back to that. Um, <laughs> my next one is going to be uh, Dread, which is a like a really badass movie. Uh, it's mm-hmm. got these amazing slow-mo shots. It's a great action movie. It was directed by Pete Travis. Or, or, or Ghost directed the... by Alex Garland. What? Ghost what directed by Alex oh, Garland. Ghost directed? What? I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, parts oh, of it were directed by... <coughs> no, no, he wrote it and he directed... Uh, he ghosted it because, like, the producers were, like, fed up of uh, uh, the original oh, director. Travis? Yeah, yeah, Oh, really? Wow. I guess yeah. that's how Alex Garland got his break. Like uh, No, no, he, he is, but, wasn't he always writing stuff before that? Okay. I Whatever, But huh? uh, I you really continue. liked... Uh, I've seen uh, like um, he, his like I've seen most of his screenplays have been like very uh, British for some reason like all of them are, isn't he British is he he is British he is right? he is British but his is this style a of, to Judge Dredd no, no not not exactly I think this it's is like a, a new take on the character one. yeah it's not it's not okay. really the it's a it's based on a, like a comic so all of the mm. stuff is already there all the characters are there the world is already there. And he's just like fighting new enemies. It's like a, another storyline. And uh, hmm. it's definitely a movie that... Uh, I mean, it's got a pretty good budget. So it has a really nice look to it. Right. Uh, it's it's But it has a very indie feel to it. Uh, the shots are very, uh, you know, like very nicely uh, composed and everything. There's Anthony Dowd.Mantle. Check out his uh, podcast with Roger Deakins. Um there's oh. a very, very nice scene where they do like uh, a whole slow-mo uh, shootout and everything. And there's like a production mm-hmm. that they're doing uh, for slow with like slow-mo and stuff. It's a really cool scene. A lot of cool scenes, great plot. And Carl Urban is not used enough. He's getting back with the boys and stuff. But uh, this was mm-hmm. seriously the time that they should have used him. And they really like missed a chance. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like I love this movie. Uh, have to check it out. Uh, you can find this on VOD. Uh, I found it on uh, Voodoo and I watched it there. Uh, Bro, where do you live? I, okay, yes, okay. So I live in the US. So it might not be available for everyone else. Uh, I would suggest there is a, a sale going on on, uh, on uh, Prime Video for it. on In India as well as uh, here. Like a lot of movies like this. So you can either buy it or, you know... Imagine it. Just read the <laughs> plot on Wikipedia and then imagine how the movie might be. And then you can become a filmmaker. That's the best that. way. So that, then that's, you've done half the, half the gig. Biswa approves uh, of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my third movie is going to be uh, Eternal Sasha's Spotless Mind, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's mm. pretty much like, the be- like, a, like a masterclass in good direction, good writing. And good acting mm. because none of them matched. Like the director had a completely different vision <laughs> than the screenplay. The screenplay was way longer than it was supposed to be. And the actors didn't like the dialogue that they had. <laughs> so they all ad-libbed. Everything was documentary style kind of. But a lot of this, a lot of the stuff was planned by the director himself. Michel Gondry, who is like one of the most like the greatest guys right now. And I wish he got... Uh, also check out his show Kidding. Brilliant, brilliant show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also it's a hot star is, uh, a short movie uh, surprisingly and it does so much in that mo- uh, in that time that it has that no other movie has ever been able to do uh, mm-hmm. it's a great movie and it's a very simple plot if you really think about it uh, 
it's like not really a spoil like uh, a spoiler like it's in the trailer but uh, he has uh, decided to get his um, his girlfriend out of his mind in memories and then in the middle of the movie he decided ah, i don't want that and then he just goes back and then it's a huge allegory of how like love is uh, messy and that is like that whole theme of love being messy is uh, is shown in a sci-fi way and it's shown through almost every single character in the movie every single character in the movie is perfectly mm. written perfectly plays a role mm. in the story brilliant brilliant movie yeah great mm. screen i mean if you want to read the screenplay of this movie read, uh, read the screenplay if you ever interested in reading screenplays i don't think a lot of people are but uh, if you want like a, just a masterclass in writing a good screenplay this is it mm-hmm. like if you want to get into filmmaking Hmm. But that's it. Like all of these are very filmmaking-y kind of movies. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, more than uh, that. Uh, these yeah. these are conceptually sci-fi films, but they double up as yeah. other genre films as well, right? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yes, that's that's I the think, my, that's my sweet spot. Same, same. That that works for me as well. Like I I think so. Like what sci-fi has done, like it gives you a very uh, in in people's heads. it gives you a very certain kind of vision of what sci-fi actually looks like but there's much more to sci-fi actually yes. no and yes. only like a good few filmmakers have used sci-fi you know in thematic sense of using uh, you know even star wars even though it is like a yeah uh, opera it's, type yeah, kind of movie you know how sci- sci-fi yeah it is sci-fi i mean it is, is it fantasy is sci-fi it isn't sci-fi i it don't think sci-fi. it's sci-fi Come it's on. an adventure star movie. wars Star Wars like, is a sci-fi adventure fantasy movie. But if you really look at it, there is nothing science about it. It is science fiction. What when I asked, it? when you go back to Asimov, when you talk to Asimov and you say, "Hey man, what are you writing about?" Yeah, I'm writing about positronic brains, bro. And uh, he'd be like, "Why are you writing that?" I'm trying to tell a story My about God. a boy and his little dog on the moon. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Uh, like, good luck with that, bro. And then okay, you just fine. go away and then find okay, out Asimov is the biggest like, sci-fi writer ever. Come on, man! <laughs> Don't fight no, me like that. All I'm trying to say Star Wars is an adventure movie. Interstellar was an adventure movie. There's not really no, a, that much of a science factor to it. I expect. Of, what are I you mean, saying? Of, not like a science factor. No, okay, not that what? science factor. Meaning that the story is affected by science. It's a good uh, science fiction movie past hmm. the point of the second half. But the I mean, the so, story so that's is what about it's come to man write. and his daughter. Yeah, that's yeah, what it's come to, right? Well. All these sci-fi movies double yeah. up as other genre movies, or like a very, or like a story that adapts the sci-fi genre into it. Like it, you know, yeah, uses yeah, yeah. it in its DNA for storytelling. <laughs> But sci-fi as a whole yes. does not really, you know, you don't really see all those kind of like very sci-fi-ish films now. Like I don't know. Yeah. What would I, I call like a very sci-fi? I still think Star Trek is actually a sci-fi, a more of a sci-fi movie than or series than. Uh, Than Star Wars. Oh, definitely. Yeah, right, right. Because, because it's about the there is science affecting everything. I should take back what I said about Interstellar, but Nolan has designed it as an adventure movie. That's what it seems mm-hmm. like. Right. Uh, but uh, Star Trek definitely a lot more sci-fi than Star Wars. Right, right. Although both of them are great, I'm not saying that my, there's no anything bad with yeah. them. It's just that science fiction has a separate definition, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. a lot like movie i mean like character movies and everything that makes up for uh, any movie actually i think yeah. i think i got into watching sci-fi movies in the more in the i do not like to say like generic uh, hollywood sci-fi films uh, but like you know all those schwarzenegger sci-fi movies you know uh, i don't even remember the name total recall total recall total oh, recall yes. and sixth day and stuff all of like yeah. that and even like uh, yeah. demolition man stallone Demolition yes. Man, yes, yes, and you know That's Star Wars, Stallone, yeah. which I still consider as a sci-fi film. Even uh, Judge Dredd was Stallone, yeah. Yeah, Judge Dredd was Stallone, right, right, right. Yeah. So I started watching yeah. with those, but over time, I picked up a very different kind of. Uh, I I started liking a different style of sci-fi that worked for me. You know, like sci like for example, the 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 films that I'm going to recommend are. uh belong to one other like can double up as horror films as well right yes. and <clears throat> like the first one that I'll that I'll recommend is uh invasion of body snatchers uh the donald sutherland one oh, yeah. 1978 one not the older one mm-hmm. so Which so is this is not the original right huh 
No, no, no. The original one was like a 54, 1954 film. I don't know, or a 1964 yeah. film. It was directed by Don Siegel. So I don't know. Mm. I haven't seen that, but Don Siegel is a very good director. So I don't know. Yeah. He also made the Beguiled, which is the original Beguiled, not the Sofia Coppola one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, 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 right. No, you know Don Siegel used to work with Clint Eastwood a lot. So you know he's made like a bunch of good films. And uh, so Invasion of Body Snatchers, the one I'm talking is 1978, and it was directed by Philip Kaufman. So it's actually a very mm-hmm. uh, you know I like this sort of uh, you know horror sci-fi blend where you actually can't really reason mm-hmm. a certain set of things you know things happen because they are meant to happen really you know so <clears throat> yeah I know I think a lot of people might associate invasion of body snatchers with that one image uh, of you know Donald Sutherland pointing at someone you know and you yeah. know but anyway so the the point being. Uh, This film is set uh, in a very normal society, uh, something which very absolutely normal. You don't expect anything abnormal to happen or something like that. And Donald Sutherland, it follows the story of you know Donald Sutherland's character, who like starts mm. assuming that his that his friend is having like mental issues, and he starts behaving very weirdly and everything. And <clears throat> and you know then slowly slowly pe- people start getting to know there's this you know this invisible enemy. uh this you know extraterrestrial thing that has landed on earth and it's like you know getting into people and people start becoming the uh, that that beings slave so i don't want to tell anything more than that because it's it's, it's a very good experience in my opinion more than like yeah. a story as a whole or whatever so it's pretty much the same story as the original one right 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 yeah it's it's based yeah, actually yeah, it based on novel if i'm not wrong Uh, body snatchers yeah, and then the original yeah. one was in that kind of uh, 50s era where all the sci-fi movies started coming up uh, like creature from the black lagoon right. and i think at yeah. that time they also remade uh, fritz lang's m and stuff like that yeah so yeah. around that time so it's okay. like this uh, hmm. us they had this uh, cold war cri- uh, right. what do you call it like they were afraid of the cold war happening yeah the panic cold war paranoia and then like all the sci-fi right. movies got made as a result and, right yeah. right yeah. right but but this one also has those elements of paranoia and everything because there's this guy because obviously there's a lot of allegory here which i'd not like to discuss because i think so it's for the viewers to uh, you know discover themselves but this is one of those films that i'll always recommend as a sci-fi film um and mm. the next one which i'll recommend is uh, annihilation which is directed by alex garland Ooh. who we just spoke about dread and this is his yeah. i think is his directorial no this was his second directorial uh, film Second, the first yeah, one was yeah. X Machina, X-Machina. right? Yeah. And um, you know this guy. I'll, for people who don't know, Alex Garland uh, had been like writing screenplays for uh, Danny Boyle. Uh, I don't know. And novels. Uh, yeah, he wrote The Beach. No, yeah, he wrote The Beach, but he also wrote one of my uh, very good, like one of my favorite space films, which was recommended to me by Gunty, which was Sunshine. Yes. It's it's a brilliant, it's a... brilliant film, but it's. If yeah. you if you want to take it as a recommendation, that is also a recommendation. But you know, Alex Garland has yeah. been writing all these sci-fi films, novels, and all of those things. And I think it's been very recent, like in the last four five years, that he got into uh, directing sci-fi films. He made Ex Machina, and then he made Annihilation, and then he made a show called uh, Devs. But anyway, right now I'll just talk mm-hmm. about Annihilation. And you know, when I watched it, for me, it's in in an ideal world, in an ideal case. it's significant to cinematic literature should be as good as you know probably 2001 you know because it's talking about a lot of things which 2001 also did in its own way i'm not saying it's like a uh, like a parallel copy or whatever but you know annihilation worked for me for a lot of things because it was trying to say a lot of things you know it wasn't just sci-fi for the sake of sci-fi it was like really you know yeah. that sci-fi was in its dna so annihilation i'll, I'll just tell like the basic storyline um it's basically it follows the story of uh, um natalie portman's character who joins this uh, you know um this organization uh, american organization where um her her husband also worked for that organization and her husband is trapped in a in a certain area x which has this you know shimmer like this you know weird lights that are flashing and you know weird uh, things So there are a lot of weird things that are happening yeah, beyond that shimmer field. This otherworldly place inside of our world. Right, right, right. So all of this is happening on the earth, 
and it's goddamn brilliant like i i don't know how to explain even better like i i can't put it in words also because... the same plot for devs by the way if you think about it is it yeah no i don't think so yeah because he's in his own he, yeah. he's in his own world and everything mm, right okay maybe i don't know this guy ron swanson also devs has ron swanson so you should watch yeah. that movie. you should so watch, so annihilation yeah. works for me because the like and also annihilation works for me because it's it is cosmic horror which is not you know uh, your usual yeah. kind of horror so cosmic horror for people who don't know is not very easy genre to do in in film because cosmic horrors in bread like definition is that you know uh, there's nothing very tangible right and even in this case yeah. what happens is when she where's this force field around this area which i just said shimmer and a lot of weird things yeah. are happening the, these mutations and all that so like a lot of theories are that that this um being came from the from outer space is trying to mutate on uh, and start like a diverse living life on planet so what i'm trying to say it, it works sort yeah. of like 2001 you know where that uh, monolith appears amongst those apes right so yeah, so it's sort then, of it's sort of like that but it's evolution. not like very similar in storytelling wise so this is my another recommendation Yeah. My third recommendation is uh, mm-hmm. another cosmic horror film which doubles up as as a sci-fi film uh, is Color Out of Space which which stars um, our very own favorite uh, Nicolas Cage in that whole you know that uh, oh, the 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 the, the, the Oscar winning Nicolas Cage Yeah right Yeah <laughs> <laughs> What's his what's his famous line I forgot Like oh, wow. oh, you get me Are you are you trying to imitate face of or like con air stuff? Yeah. Oh well. Oh, that's just perfect. <laughs> oh, you guys should. I don't know if people have seen face off, but like face off is one of my all-time favorite action movies. Of you know, I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> face off is like, hey, hey, come on, and then, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then the voices switch, but like face. <laughs> With, you know, guns, gun fu. and you know doves flying so it's yeah. but anyway coming back and their faces get switched yeah they face get oh. coming back coming back um you know um yeah. <laughs> color out of space also uh, all these three films have this one similar idea of of a very uh, unknown um object that lands from space on land and you know it causes a lot of trouble so these three all these three films which i just said invasion of body snatchers annihilation and color out of space have the same kind of thing that happens to them so <clears throat> and for for annihilation and color out of space they are very hp lovecraft uh, kind of you know storytelling and color out of space is a direct adaptation of a lovecraft story i don't know which one but i think i yeah. went for some like movie quiz where there was some question about uh, color out of space and then the plot of color out of space is this alien comes to earth who uh-huh. uh, what is it like there's no color or something right no there's this pink color that that spreads all around yeah. yeah this kind of thing entity comes from outer space that yeah yeah it becomes very visually trippy kind of experience as a and But you what know, is I've, the catch like they can't see it or something right no so in all these three films it's sort of like cosmic horror only so you can't really give like this this horror like a very tangible thing you know it, it's the same yeah, there's thing no explanation as, to it why it's there's no explanation to it right yeah which i just said in the beginning also there's no expression there's no person or no it's just something that is in the air basically right yeah. you can't touch it you can't feel it but you know so there's this you know this pink light spreads all around this place you know nick cage's family comes and settles in a very desolate um you know place near like a river in like very jungle type place and they start ex- getting all these but isn't the isn't the idea of the movie that they can't see this color No, they can see that. No, color. they can see the effects of the color. Yeah, they can see the effects. Yeah, but they can't scary. see the actual thing, right? And, and they start going crazy by the time. I I don't want to reveal the ending, but you know something happens which which I which what Karthik just said. I, it's not exactly the same thing, but sort of like that happens later on. But uh, yeah, I think these are my recommendations. I don't know where Color Out of Space is available, but Annihilation is available on uh, Netflix. I don't know where Invasion of Body Snatchers is available. So if you Currently, illegal uh, download. Color out of space is on Sling in the US. Uh, it's there on Prime Video also. Uh, I see it in my Prime Video. Is there? Color out of space is there here and in India. So these are like my sci-fi film recommendations. But these are 
they can develop as like horror films as well so you know they're all my favorite list yeah movies i guess all, the all of them are horrors <laughs> yeah but just to talk about this thing annihilation yeah i felt yeah. like the same thing about that and devs which is like it was mm. a super interesting concept but around halfway it kind of lost me like uh, I, i don't know like it there was two there were a lot of ideas that were like true original uh, science fiction ideas and that you know probably comes from the fact that this guy is a science fiction writer also he writes novels and yeah. everything but then around like the halfway point both like halfway through the series devs and mm-hmm. uh, in annihilation it kind of like lost me like it became little like i don't know incoherent types okay. like okay the 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 concept was like really interesting in both right like even in devs it's like okay this uh, what is it like some software engineering company who's like doing something and then hmm. one guy goes missing hmm. yeah. similarly in annihilation also it's like yeah. there's this thing called the shimmer mm-hmm. and then they yeah. enter that world and then the weird things start happening till that point it's okay like after that i don't know like i couldn't really keep up with hmm. it in a sense i i think i think what yeah. happens is um Alex Garland isn't really making a very uh, is making this these sci-fi p- films as you know human pieces as well. So yeah. he keeps that human psyche in you know in mind while writing that that whole story or like the screenplay or whatever. And what happens is, uh, I mean it's not a spoiler in any sense, but what happens is, uh, what is human nature, right? Like it's it tends to be self-destructive in nature, and you know destruction is a part of it. So it goes. it tries to go from that whole sci-fi conceptual thing into that whole human nature uh, thing okay so that is why mm-hmm. i think it becomes a little incoherent in that sense because you know it it's talking about all these sci-fi ideas and all these thematic things and everything but then it you know drives itself into that whole human how would like humans react to all this that is happening around them right humans are destructive in you know inherently destructive in nature so it becomes sort of in that mm-hmm. that zone that is why it probably doesn't really land um uh, you know cohesively for people but it it worked for mm. me because you know um he is not using like that i just said before like sci-fi is not a gimmick here and like or sci-fi or horror yeah. whatever it's not a gimmick or anything like he's not doing it for like mm. the you know um for the Good sake ones. of doing it basically right so it works because of that for me yeah but what about you uh three films that you would like to recommend Okay so like I'm not like big uh, sci-fi like uh, expert or anything like mm-hmm. I've just seen movies that are, have that label of sci-fi like you mentioned right not, not pure sci-fi because there's mm-hmm. a whole lot of people who are into that kind of stuff like uh, who like all these movies like Transcendence and uh, Lucy right. uh, <laughs> Yeah I mean they don't mind that the movie isn't as good as you know like a great movie but yeah. they're right. into like the sci-fi ideas and all but I, I'm not into right. it that much Me neither uh Yes uh so like i have three picks first pick i'd say is a scanner darkly oh, which is okay. uh, a richard linklater movie which yeah. is uh, based on the novel uh, scanner darkly by philip k dick who's like a like one of the be- biggest uh, science fiction writers right right yeah uh i think he wrote uh, do android blade dream? runner Bl- dream yeah, yeah blade runner android stream of electric sheep yeah, yeah 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 so it's like this very dystopian kind of story and uh, it's taking place in the future hmm. and uh, also <clears throat> notably it is like rotoscoped which means that like the people acted and then over the uh, over what was shot they drew uh, you know animation and so the whole movie is animated basically but they also shot it yeah uh, so it stars uh, Keanu Reeves Robert Downey Jr Woody Harrelson hmm. Winona Ryder hmm. all big names and uh, directed by Richard Linklater yeah and it is like this dystopian tale of like this uh, war on drugs type of uh, situation hmm. uh and yeah. i mean i really like this movie a lot of people find it a little uh, confusing but i mean i didn't mind the confusing part of it because it was like scene to scene it was very interesting so even if you didn't yeah. keep up with the whole movie yeah I, i don't think it mattered like the first time you see it it doesn't yeah. really ma- yeah it doesn't matter if you understand it it's almost like a, a the uh, designed it as like one of those noir thrillers but yeah. uh is very like the big sleep or i guess even the big lebowski but, yeah, but yeah, they're all like, like uh, yeah it's a very convoluted name? plot uh what's the big sleep guy's name raymond uh, chandler raymond chandler yeah so yeah raymond yeah. chandler is this guy who used to write all these uh, novels which the are big... these very sprawling narratives and you can't keep up with what is happening yeah uh so yeah this is kind of in that style of like the big sleep or whatever uh 
uh, those kind of stories basically hmm. so i mean it starts off with this uh, you know uh, drug related plot and then it goes in, in its own way i mean um, it's a little hard to keep up but i mean at, at the end you get this feeling of uh, you know like a payoff kind of feeling so i mean i really like it and uh, i think it contains really good performances also especially somebody like robert downey junior mm-hmm. this is before he got into iron man and that whole universe mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, i this think this was just his after his like yeah is one of his like his comeback movies yeah and it actually really fits his personality also it's just like yeah. very fast talking kind of uh, uh, like you know constantly saying all these one liners type yeah. of uh, character Yeah. Uh, unfortunately somebody literally drew over it so uh, i don't <laughs> think it's considered as one of his best performances but it is it is uh, yeah. yeah i mean richard linklater movie and it's got a really good kind of uh, mood also like the whole you know sci-fi kind of conspiratorial mood is there which is I very think if enjoyable you, if you ever get the dvd of this movie there is a, a non anime roto animated uh, uh, version mm. of this uh, of the whole movie basically Oh so yeah. if you want you can still watch and I think it's just parts of it I'm not sure But how would that, that work though doesn't Keanu Reeves wear a suit that uh, constantly changes color or something like constantly changes Yeah there is yeah there are like scenes of it that don't make sense at all it's it's like the one that they said uh, which movie was supposed to see be seen in black and white Parasite Yeah in the DVD they said that there's a black and white version of it and that's the way you're supposed to watch the movie That's being done with a lot of movies now. It's like Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, yeah, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, like, yeah, people so, just uh, decide that mm. yeah, that's the best version to see it in. Mm. Right, right, right. Yeah. But then I, I do think but the animation is, is good though. Like, it's, it's yeah, it works. Definitely an improvement than uh, Waking Life, which is Linklater's previous movie, also Rotoscope. Right, right. Yeah, I think yeah. like he actually got to make it a little better in this. Like before, it was kind yeah. of trial and error. Hmm. Yeah. This one uh, works with the yeah. story because it's all about uh, drugs and everything so it makes total sense. Right 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh so that's my first pick. Uh second pick is Brazil by uh, also by Terry, Terry. Gilliam we mentioned Time Bandits before. Uh again very dystopian kind of science fiction movie. Yeah. Mm. Uh and I mean it's uh, it's a little difficult to describe the plot of Brazil <laughs> uh, but yeah. it's kind of this Uh, I watched it. I watched it thrice. I still don't remember the plot. I just watched it for like. But but Gunty at one point was feel. a huge huge Terry Gilliam fan. Yeah. How would you describe like the style of Terry Gilliam though? Like all these uh, Brazil um, and Time Bandits. Uh, they are spectacularly thoughtful. There's a lot of spectacular stuff, and they're very thoughtful. Like every single frame that he makes, he usually has a sense to it because he's an animator. He was the animator for Monty Python. Then he got into a lot of the skits and mm-hmm. everything. He's one of the people in Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. That he's one of those dudes, and uh, he has been doing really weird movies, and he sticks to it. Uh, if you ever want to see something um, really weird, then watch Fisher King. Yeah, I've seen it. It's a great movie. One of the best performances by uh, Robin Williams. Hmm. Uh, And yeah, literally all his movies. There is literally a style of uh, lens uh, and co- composition that's called the 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 Gilliamesque shot. Hmm. And there is this. Uh, I think it's the seventeen mm uh, uh, like um, lens that he uses for almost everything, which is uh, heavily used in um, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. and a lot of more, like uh, people were like after us the like the weekend uh, the uh, like the shot his album movie that that uh, yeah. was all like based out of uh, fear and loathing last week and people like oh wow there's so many cinematic references in this it's so deep yeah 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 and and then you have a tiktok song so wow. uh, and then there's like a, yeah so uh, but uh, terry gilliam made such um, out their movies and, and with a good budget and he really fought for those budgets uh, to make them go, like look as good as uh, they did mm-hmm. so yeah. he he didn't make any compromises ever in all of his movies which was great yeah. and that's why he gets such like movies that like live for so long especially right. the one so like it's uh, like this uh, yeah yeah continue especially the one he's he's talking about which is uh, probably a, like a sprawling epic that is supposed I just to go and come in like 5 10 minutes okay Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. We'll continue. Okay. No. Hmm? 
No, he's he'll continue talking. Should we continue? No, no, I think he's gonna come back or something. I don't know. Bro, give live commentary. Yeah, I guess uh, right now. Uh, <laughs> right yeah, looking Sanjay at curtains. His mom is here. There's a bunch of curtains. He has very big walls and big windows. Like it's wow, shocking. Yeah, man. Like yeah, like if you if you can see in my window, there's like a it's like one hole. It's like the it's like the one hole for uh, making you feel like okay, there is an outside. Yeah, like a yeah. Hobbit window. Yeah, man. Oh man, Hobbit holes. I'm all about Hobbit holes right now. I I right now work at uh, like a twelve hour shift. But it's only like four days a week and then three days a week. So I have to like go around like with robots and stuff and read instructions. It's really boring. Uh, I have uh, audiobooks. So I got an Audible subscription. Audible, please subscribe this podcast. I mean, not subscribe, sorry. <laughs> please sponsor this podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, Audible has these amazing uh, audiobooks with sound effects and stuff for The Hobbit and for Lord of the Rings. So I listen to all of Hobbit and I have a rant yeah. to do. I want to rant about the the Hobbit. Okay? Who because, uh, who narrates it though? Uh, I'm not sure. Because there's, I there's know some... Stephen Fry narrates uh, Harry Potter and uh, Yeah, yeah. The whole series basically. Yeah, he does. And even the the dude, the old dude who uh, plays uh, Master A, uh, not Aemon Master uh, the the bad master, the guy who has like whores uh, and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. who works for Cersei in uh, Game of Thrones. That dude is the guy who... who He was uh, this guy. Um, he was uh, one of the generals in Star Wars. Um, yeah, he, he, he the narrates guy. the audiobook for uh, for Game of Thrones. Like, all of the books. Till Dance of Dragons. I think mm-hmm. not till Dance of He passed away, I think, during Dance of Dragons. Or he's still alive and I'm just, like, talking out of mass. Uh, but still, like, uh, The Hobbit, the book... Okay, I've read the book. I read the book when I was very small. I reread the book in uh, in my high, like in junior college. But um, I have a huge bone to pick with that uh, with that book because you put an awesome dragon which has a great scene and you build the entire story around the dragon. Smaug. I mean, you build the this Smaug, Smaug, the desolation of Smaug. Yeah. Oh man, don't get me started on the movies. There's like so much stuff. Uh, there's a guy who made like a car- the cardinal cut of The Hobbit. If you ever want to watch it, he has cut out all the fluff and there's just the story that's there in The Hobbit, which yeah. is good in movie form, but it doesn't work in book form for some reason. <laughs> like it's right, not right, a cinematic yeah. book. It's supposed to be a, it's a hardly like, I don't know, it was like, when I bought it, it was like 300 pages. That's it. And it was very mm-hmm. big letters. So once you see, once you've like seen many movies and then you read that, you feel like this is not at all supposed to be uh, adapted at all. Right. It's a, maybe they made a right decision to make it into uh, two movies. That would have been nice, but three movies doesn't make sense. They killed mm-hmm. off the dragon from the because of some rando bard, man. The desolation of Smaug. Man, that's like one scene. <laughs> you know, the rest <laughs> of the movie is so so useless. Like there's such useless fluff in that movie. Bro, but what a name for a movie though. The Desolation of Smog. You know what the Desolation of Smog was? The Desolation was just one village that the Smog, that Smog was... La- in the, it's the most laziest dragon, okay? It just burns up one town. He's like, hey, I burned this town. Just be scared of me. And then he goes back into the cave. He never gets out. For 70 mm-hmm. years, he never gets out. And then people don't believe only that there's a, a dragon in there. And then all the stories around the dragon are there. Then everything they tell... And then in one mm. chapter, in two pages, they, uh, they get uh, this dragon killed off by some guy who, in one sentence, they explain that, oh yeah, this guy killed his family. Wow. Shall over. Done. That was the whole story. And dra- and the dragon died. And these guys found out that the dragon died outside the cave. They're like, oh yeah, we're waiting for the dragon. And these guys found out that he dies. And then they all go into a war for uh, the treasure that's there. Though that last Hobbit film was the one of the worst films that I have seen. <laughs> I was talking about the book. I, I love Tolkien, but like, I think he just looked, wanted to like uh, redo the screw up that he did with this book. And then he was like, oh, no, no, this is too bad a book. I have to like make three books to make this one good. And he made three really amazing books to like just uh, oh. fix this mistake. So Karthik. Man. 
even the first chapter of uh, fellowship was like you get everything so okay so yeah karthik uh, go on that was a detour to uh top fantasy picks future yeah. episode <laughs> future episode is a teaser teaser for all fantasy yeah so mm-hmm. uh, back to uh, sci-fi sci-fi so yeah um, uh, first two picks are scanner darkly and uh, brazil mm-hmm. uh, brazil is also worth mentioning starring jonathan price uh, robert de niro in a cameo uh, michael palin also from uh, monty python, monty python. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh, i i know one uh, fact about this movie which is like when they were filming it uh, de niro who ha- who has just a very small cameo i think he's in like three mm-hmm. scenes and uh, he he was asking for his uh, when they were directing it like uh, they were he, he was asking for some character motivation and uh, how to get into the skin of this character <laughs> and so on and then all of them got annoyed and they shortened his role <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a guy who drove around in a taxi for 3 months for a movie and went to paris to get fat beautiful <laughs> like what That's is my character's good. motivation and he's got literally like three or four lines in the movie so yeah, yeah. that is one uh, thing one. i know about brazil so those are my first two picks uh, third pick is just a very weird pick so it's just a movie i saw on hbo and I think maybe in like 6th or 7th standard which oh. is uh, Twilight Zone the movie. Oh, the Spielberg yeah. movie, right? Uh Spielberg was one of the directors. It's an anthology. Yeah. It's yeah. basically just uh if you know the Twilight Zone it's like the original uh, Right, right. Uh Black Mirror. Black Mirror, Black Mirror, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh actually when Black Man, Mirror came out, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. uh but originally when uh, no when black mirror came up uh, i was just thinking about how nobody even knows how this is twilight. inspired by right. twilight yeah. zone which is right, right, right. literally done uh, 60 yeah. years before like in the 1950s yeah. i think it started 1955 54 55 right 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 yeah yeah so uh, i mean this is not a very well uh, received movie it's not acclaimed at all i mean a lot of people hate mm. it mostly because the people who saw it at that time which is 1983 had already seen the show and mm. this movie is basically four or five segments which are exactly remakes of uh, episodes of the show but then i saw this movie first and it was it's a sci-fi movie and it's also horror and it's kind of this eerie horror thing but there's also proper horror scenes like uh, mm. uh, which are actually scary mm. so yeah. um, this movie is basically it's an anthology as i said so it it basically starts with this prologue which is like this introduction to the movie and it has albert brooks and dan acroyd uh, driving wow. this car and uh, yeah. I will put like 10 seconds of it here but uh, be sure if you if you can check it out on YouTube do check it out it's very scary it really scared me at that time hmm. uh, it's yeah. just like it's almost like this cold open type of thing it starts with that and then it goes into like four different segments and all have this kind of eerie horror type of uh, feel to it uh, yeah. just to describe one uh, one or two uh, one uh, segment is called uh, nightmare at 20000 feet which yeah. if you search i'm sure the first thing that will come up is the tv show episode which got really famous and it starred mm-hmm. william shatner who is the original captain kirk from uh, star trek yeah and uh, the the whole thing goes like uh, this this is a guy who is afraid of flying and he's on a flight yeah. at midnight uh, yeah. and he's freaking out like he's trying to take pills he's like uh, his head is dizzying and he looks out the window and he sees something yeah. is on the plane on the yeah. wing of the plane and he he starts screaming he tells people that there is something on the plane everybody just starts calming him down uh, they uh, try to lock him up uh, all kinds of shit happens and okay won't spoil it for you no don't tell uh, yes yes yeah, i won't spo- i won't spoil yeah, it yeah. You, you should watch if, it if, i mean if, if, don't watch yeah. the snl sh- uh, skit for this one right 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 and it's, it's reference so many places i mean yeah, if you yeah. watch this and if you watch like you know simpsons or family guy or anything of that yeah. sort like bojack horseman I, there you'll find references to it everywhere yeah right so that is one segment second thing is uh, there's something called kick the can again yeah. very very kind of weird eerie horror type of thing uh, it's this old age home which is a retirement home uh, exa- to be precise and uh, there is one person who uh comes to the old age home who's like a recurrent visitor whenever this guy comes 
all the people in that old age home who can walk around or can you know uh, move around a little bit they gather on this yard of the place uh, of the building and they start doing something called kicking the can which is like you know uh, i guess a thing in the us which is like they literally just kick a can mm. around when yeah. they do that something happens to them wow this is the synopsis don't tell us yeah. anything more nice i haven't seen yeah, it yeah i won't say it yeah. so this is actually why i got really interested in this because each of these were like some concept where it was like oh what is happening right now like it's just like uh, very mind bending it's uh, like okay it's originally the tv show and all is just kind of ripped off so i mean ideally you should be watching the tv show but if like you know watching a 50s black and white tv show is too much for you <laughs> can always watch this one segment is directed by steven spielberg i believe it's the uh, plane segment uh, i'm not sure actually Uh, the other directors in this are John Landis, oh, again, John big Landis. guy, George Miller, and Joe yeah. Dante. I mean, imagine this: like, there's there's a movie out there with these four directors, and nobody knows about this. Yeah, yeah. most people don't know about it. <laughs> I guess all of all of them are very eighties kind of uh, directors. Like, already all of their biggest hits in the eighties. So right, right, right. Not a lot of people will remember. Yeah. I think most like, people were disappointed because it didn't live up to like you know the original shows like those are kind yeah. of traditionalists who kind of rejected it. Yeah, of course. Uh, and also just just to like give another tease like the cold open opens like there's two guys on a road who are driving a car and then they mm-hmm. keep uh, uh, keep driving and then they're kind of just messing around and they're listening to uh, some song. I think it's Midnight Special. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like this classic rock song and then one yeah. guy says to the other guy it's midnight and one guy says to the other guy uh, do you want to see something scary this is the beginning of the movie okay yeah. one guy says to the other guy do you want to see something scary it's like uh, uh, yeah sure and then he says uh, no but it's really scary though and he's like yeah yeah no, no, it's fine and then what something happens <laughs> i don't want to say what it is but yeah just watch it like even if you don't watch the movie just watch the first scene of it on youtube it's available <laughs> and uh, yeah. also worth mentioning it like the last scene there is also it's it's almost like some tv show setup like it turned into a movie like there's a cold open and then there's four segments yeah. and in the end there's another conclusion which the conclusion harks back to the, uh, the cold, cold open, open. Cold open right. yeah. yeah but so actually, it's supposed to be in the even there used to be shows like this in the 50s hmm. and everything you know, used uh, to be like compilation of Varma uh, different made, episodes made something similar to that yes darna mana hai <laughs> Oh yeah man and that's uh, brilliant when i watched it it is it's still i think a lot of stories yeah. do hold up in it it is pretty scary yeah i when i was watching i still remember vivek obra's hollow eyes yeah 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 i yeah, mean that's that okay the if you, you want to watch that safe ali khan and bomani Bo- Bo- yeah Bo- just watch the safe Bo- ali khan segment Bo- if you haven't seen it right oh the Shit. the smoking one the no right smoking? right 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 yeah. that yeah, one yeah, yeah. and and that, that one uh, um i don't know how much do you like the stop uh, stop uh-huh. right oh god yeah, yeah. oh sh- i've been terrified looking myself in mirror after in the mirror after that <laughs> right 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 i mean yeah. no no yeah. spoilers here as well i don't know if this, it's a spoiler yeah so yeah. so i i mean that is more of a horror anthology here right, it kind right, of right. Uh, uh, mixes sci-fi and horror it's that sci-fi horror yeah, genre kind yeah. of like uh, right right annihilation also sci-fi horror right to an extent right yeah. right right i mean uh, yeah. You know, uh, Jordan Peele uh, produced the remake of the show in 2019 of Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. I I, I watched. Yeah, it was on two CBS episodes. All Access. Right, right. I watched. All of them are great. Yeah. I watched two episodes. I don't remember the names, but I think one was uh, Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet. Hmm. So it was oh, okay. it was not as good as the the original one. I've seen the original one. No. But you know, it it was okay. Like it was a very okay type. show i mean also yeah. like uh, if you see the old shows right there is a very very uh, evident charisma from rod serling like that dude can uh, that dude can like smoke a cigarette uh, yeah so rod serling is the narrator of uh, twilight zone so at the beginning yeah. of each episode he comes and smokes a cigarette and narrates like what is happening and he gives a monologue just regarding like eerie things happening right right isme yeah. jordan peel comes and does that Yeah. yeah, he doesn't smoke a vape or something. <laughs> But uh, he's it's not really not as I mean Jordan Peele is great. He's a genius and everything like that. But he's I don't know. He can't really pull off something uh, like that. I'd yeah, say no, give but, John David Washington something like that. <laughs> But yeah, you, because that's the kind of person uh, that you need to like sh- like show off a good good show. 
half of the like my jam for watching those old like i have not seen all of those twilight zone episodes and everything but whenever i could that's a lot that's a lot there's a way too many so i i only probably caught the late ones and uh, i mean i wasn't born in the 50s or in the us so (laughs) the ones i watch are all from like uh like hindi dubbed uh, this things uh, yeah on uh, star gold there were two of those and that's it and then after that i saw on youtube mostly and that a very okay. bad quality but jordan right right i think all of it is available on youtube the old ones yeah yeah all, yeah, of, yeah. Them. all of them all of them yeah right now they have a very good quality like they have put everything out and you can check it out on youtube but very well worth watching because they are all based off of other literary works and everything so mm-hmm. a lot of the stories come from that so they you can like uh, really learn a lot and they're very short so you're not really losing much right 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 yeah. hmm. so so just I, to I, conclude i just one uh, concluding topic uh, uh, are there any good indian sci-fi movies uh this thing kaku last year it came out yeah. it's a uh, it's starring yeah, right, uh, right 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 vikram masi and uh, shweta tripathi uh, i forgot the, ஸ்டாஃப் Hmm. It's like uh, it's about a time machine I, I presume or it will be or I mean, it's like this abortion it's, it's not about time it's about space wow just shut up just just uh, just watch it i think it's it's there on uh, movie right now i'm not sure if it's there oh, okay, right now cool. but it was when i watched it i watched it on movie only but but uh, okay. her ideas are quite interesting how she uses uh, you know india as a cultural place and then adding that whole sci-fi genre to it you know yeah. And she does in a very mature way, actually. None I, of that. I, I'm uh, not a you know, fan like of Cargo. Nor did I even. Uh, nor did I like Cargo as yeah. a film, actually. To be honest, uh, because really? I, I, I feel it. I feel it shouldn't have been this that long, which it was actually. Yeah. That's true. I yeah, mean, it's, it's a tad it. bit long. Yeah, I mean it's a short film idea. Yeah, it's a little long. Yeah. I I can't recall anything hmm. else. I don't. Do you do you know anything sci-fi? I can't recall anything. Else. Yeah, I'm looking up science fiction movies in. India. Uh-huh. India. I would Mister say all India. of mythology is kind of I know okay not really that's fantasy but um, 24 Mr India 2.0 Oh yeah man. Oh okay yeah now we getting it's getting better okay Ravan. robot 2.0 Ravan action replay What Drona <laughs> 2008 film every other movie is just the name of the movie but this one it says Drona brackets 2008 film. <laughs> wow. There's like uh, of course there's going to be a lot of Telugu and uh, Tamil movies that will be Are uh, weren't there like a couple of uh, space Telugu films that came out tick 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 or something like that? Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. Right? Uh, uh, Tamil that's Tamil that's Tamil. Tamil. And I I remember yeah. that Malayalam film 5.25 Android Kunjapan. Kunjapan Android Android Kunjapan version <laughs> to 5.25. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. Something like that I don't remember. <laughs> Uh hmm. hey, wow. what about that that uh, uh Karthik's favorite uh, Raju bhai's 9 yeah oh, wow that's my rating on on 100 for that movie <laughs> <laughs> for people who don't know Raju bhai is uh, Prithviraj Sukuraman and his uh, film Sukumaran. 9 which came out in 2019 Maran wow was it uh... No, no. See, like that. It's it's not that uh, great. But then uh, the kind of I think he did that movie just to showcase like the you know CGI aspect of it, which was good. Like the, you can't like blame the CGI, you know. It's just yeah. the, the 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 kind of plot and narrative. Got, it's a little cliche, and you know mm. that not that great. That's all. You know what? Yeah. I just this Prakash Raj in it. What? Yeah, yeah. Prakash Raj is in. You know what? I just found out. Mamta uh, Mohan Das also. Uh, Tiger Shroff's Flying Jet is also a sci-fi film. I watched Flying Jet. Uh, of course it, it is. You know where where does the climax take place in uh, Flying Jet? Please guess. Hmm. Kanpur. Hey, please guess properly. No, it would be my <laughs> Mars. It takes place on the moon. Must be Golden Temple. <laughs> What the hell, Golden Temple? <laughs> you'll get you'll get lynched. Sorry, my friend. Oh no, man. <laughs> 
also also a sci-fi movie from 2019 guess what it is based hindi language based on india's mom mission ஒன்ங்கல்யான் <laughs> <laughs> ஒன்ங்கல்யான்ிட்டிஸ்ட்ரிபிள்ஸ்ட்ரிபிள்ஸ்ட்ரிபிள்ஸ்ட்ரிபிள்ஸ்ட்ரிபிள்ஸ்